0: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Living MD. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have Lisa Fraley. Lisa is an attorney. She's a legal coach. She's a best-selling author of her book, Uh, Easy Legal Steps. Um, She has a podcast. I mean, I've used Lisa to help me when I was structuring my uh, uh, functional medicine clinic and I was trying to do telemedicine. She's helped thousands of people all over the country, including coaches, holistic practitioners, dentists, doctors, uh, health coaches, nutritionists. I could go on, but this woman is amazing and she's here to serve. And I'm so excited for the podcast episode today. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high performance coach and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness, all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program, It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10-plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high-achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to up-level their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q and A's, and all my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you wanna check it out, there'll be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. Lisa, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me Vikram. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How did you go from this amazing boss lady lawyer to being this holistic coach and helping people and being this legal advisor to, you know, thousands of people all over the country?
1: Yeah, so my career started in a very traditional way, working in a large corporate law firm as a healthcare attorney who actually worked with licensed practitioners, physicians, hospitals, the whole medical field was really my focus. And what happened was along the way, I got burned out from the big firm life, like a lot of people do. And I actually went to health coaching school um, back in 2011 through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And also even prior to that, I became a life coach through CoachU. So coaching had always sort of been my jam. And what happened was I found that even though I was wanting to have a holistic health and wellness practice, I had so many practitioners, both licensed and not licensed, who were saying, Lisa, most lawyers don't understand us when we talk about wanting to be in the online space. They don't really understand the work that we do, they don't understand coaching or they don't understand medicine. And I really, found that there was a need to help people get clear and take easy legal steps to protect themselves in the online space, like disclaimers and contracts and trademarks um, and more. And so I have now for the past 10 years, I work as an attorney and also as a legal coach to help people get clear and get the right steps in place so they can protect themselves and have the business and life they want to have.
0: I love that. I love that. You know, one of the things we believe here on the Limitless MD podcast is the five freedoms and financial freedom, you know, uh, time freedom, um, sort of this health and vitality freedom, mindset freedom, and sort of like potentially, you know, work from anywhere, geographic freedom. And so I know COVID has accelerated this whole remote working, teleworking, online space. Uh, Many people are burnt out, including a lot of the physicians I work with, where they're looking to pivot out of medicine, or they're looking to add side hustles, such as, you know, maybe some kind of online courses or things like that. Can you share with our audience, what's the number one mistake you see when these people first go on and try to do something like this on their own?
1: Absolutely. And I see mistakes happen all the time. So I'm so glad that you asked. Um, And as we dive in, I have to be the lawyer that I am to say, this is just general information. It's educational. It's designed to kind of give you a sense of direction, but you always want to speak with an attorney who understands the work that you do um, to make sure that you're making the right choices for your business. Uh, But having said that, so Bikram, one of the things I see all the time is, and I think it used to be maybe 10 years ago, this was more customary and it was more comfortable and, and people were free to do this. But I see the mistake of doctors just calling themselves a coach and then basically practicing medicine across state lines, which is really what you don't want to be doing. There are other ways that you can reach people in the online space where you can either offer an online course or program that is group Oriented, where you're teaching educational concepts, you're teaching information, but it's not um, designed to be patient specific and it's also not designed to be one on one. So, a group program where you're educating people about functional medicine or your area of expertise and helping them with tips and information to stay healthy and be healthy is really good. The tricky part, the problematic part, is when people want to work one-on-one across state lines, and that's where it gets really dicey because you all know from day one of medical school, I'm not telling you anything new, even in the COVID world, we still can't practice medicine across state lines without being licensed in a different state nothing's changed with that, unfortunately. We're we're hoping the laws will change in the future, but right now that's pretty standard. So what you can do are other things. And that's where so many people, Vikram, have followed your lead and, and look to you for expertise around becoming a coach and helping people in a coaching context rather than in a medical context. And there's just a lot of ways that you can do that.
0: Okay. That makes total sense. And I love how you reiterate the fact that yes, COVID has happened and things have loosened up, but You still have to follow, you know, uh, the guidelines that are out there and the the legal um, um, limits. And I have a lot of people who want to coach now. So Mm -hmm. if they're a doctor and they want to coach in a non-medical specialty, that really does not have much uh, in terms of concerns to you, right? Is it more when they try to become more of a medical coach?
1: Great question. Yes. So, in any person who wants to become a coach, and I know doctors are highly educated, very smart, very bright, very knowledgeable, highly trained. And I have a lighted ampersand marquee on the wall behind me that um, <laughs> is saying, and, and if you want to become a coach, I just, can't emphasize enough that you should get some sort of coach training or coach education or coach certification, because coaching is an entirely separate profession from medicine. And actually, we want this to be known as such, because when you're a coach, you're actually working with a client who has the answers for their own life. And the way coaches are trained, and I know you know this Vikram, is that the coach is designed to be the guide and the mentor to help lead the client or or help the client lead themselves basically to their own answers to their own issues or blocks or problems or goals, et cetera. And when you're in medicine, as a medical expert, you are the expert, you're the expert on the patient, you're the one that they turn to, you're the one with the answers, and it's a very different relationship. So I want people to be actually trained as a coach in the profession of coaching. In addition, no matter what kind of a coach you are, but particularly if you're in the field of medicine, one of the things that I think will become more problematic in the future is that if you have all of your education as a doctor, which is fabulous, If you were, if you just call yourself a coach and you're investigated, one of the first questions that would be asked of you that I would certainly ask if I were an investigator and I'm not, but if I were, I would say, oh, where did you get your coach training? Where did you learn how to be a coach? And if the answer from the doctor is, oh, well, I'm basing everything on my medical education because I'm so highly trained over here in medicine Uh that then I think it would be difficult because the investigator could certainly come back and say, well, then if you are not trained in coaching and all you know is medicine, even though that's amazing, How can you possibly say you're not practicing medicine if that's all you've been trained in, if that's the one profession you've been trained in? So I want people to be able to have the education for coaching, the title of a coach, not call yourself a doctor in the coaching space. There's a lot of steps that you want to take to keep yourself safe so that you're not mixing medicine and coaching. They need to be totally separate animals. I love that.
0: I love that. I love the clarity you're providing. And also some of the nuances that a lot of people, you know, sometimes maybe gloss over as they're so excited. There's no, I mean, the, the, the intention is pure. I'm sure everyone wants just to serve, but it's two different ways to serve. And you're just trying to make sure you draw the line. So that's cool. Uh, let's talk about online courses. I know you have a fabulous online course. Uh, can you tell us about your online course while while we're at it? And then we can just sure. go into how people can maybe construct online courses in the right way.
1: Thank you. So I have a course called Get Legally Covered So You Can Go bare Now. It's a little play on words because as you put legal protections in in place. I think that you feel safer to bear your heart and soul to the world. You feel safer stepping forward and creating a new coaching business or a new business of some other kind. Um, And so this is a course that gives you five legal documents that you need as a non-doctor, right? As a coach, your client agreement, your website documents, your mini disclaimer, your terms of use, and it walks you through what it means to be a sole proprietor or to have an LLC or an S Corp and a trademark. So it's very comprehensive. Um, Get legally covered so you can go bare now. Um, But I created that course about 10 years ago. It's really informational and educational. And the the key is for you to do something similar in that if you wanna create an online course as a doctor and call yourself a doctor and hold yourself out as a doctor, then one of the things that I recommend is that you do either a self-study course that people can download or watch videos or listen to audios, um, do a podcast where you're sharing information, but you could also potentially do a group Course or program, and here's the key, Vikram. Here's the key, everyone listening is that you don't want to be giving one on one personalized information in that online course. You want it to be a group program where you're sharing information. And if people in the course are asking you questions, you want to direct their questions to the content that you're teaching and also give answers that work almost for everyone. Because the the key is that you don't wanna be accused of practicing medicine outside of a state where you're licensed by providing too much one-on-one information for someone. Instead, you wanna educate them by saying, what I would say to someone generally is XYZ, but be sure to check with your doctor. Or for this situation, you might, you know, um, studies have shown that that ABC can be helpful, but check with your doctor, because you want them to be clear that you are not their doctor.
0: Doctor. Yeah, that that's absolutely uh makes so much sense. Uh you're distinguish yourself from you're essentially your advisor in that role versus truly uh, being the doctor. Yes, and, it's part and, of an
1: educator. An educator is what I like to call it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's what doctors should have always been, but you know, sometimes a lot of people will
1: create courses, Vikram, to your point where doctors just don't have time. They're burned out. They're tired of saying the same thing to everyone, especially around food or nutrition or um, helping them understand how to take care of themselves or whatever the expertise is. Your expertise is around heart, caring for your heart, caring how to lower your blood pressure, all these types of things that you can teach that information just as content, right? It doesn't have to be patient specific necessarily. You can still teach everyone what is high blood pressure? What are some steps people can take just to stay healthier, to have a more normalized blood pressure? They still need to go talk to their doctor about their own situation. But for example, um, you can still teach these principles to people easily through a group course or online program.
0: And I I think guys in this day of hyper competitive, you know, practices out there and in, you know, concierge practices where people pay and you know, people starting to do it functional and integrative, I think uh, online course is something very powerful that doesn't seem, I mean, it seems daunting when you're trying to create it. But if you get the help and the support, and you do it the right way, like Lisa's suggesting, it's going to be a game changer as a differentiator for you. And, you know, maybe over time, you can even monetize it. So all that is a very powerful thing. And you should really consider it uh, to really uh, as you go beyond just being the just just a doctor, because there's a lot of doctors out there, but there are very few doctors who are also educators, and so that's okay. awesome. So, um, Lisa, you you work with so many different types of people. What are the uh, what are the common things people come to you for? What are the common, I guess, pain points uh, that you see in, in in as as being a legal coach?
1: Yeah, there are a lot of different pain points, but some of the main ones have to do with exactly what we're talking about. It has to do with a doctor who is a coach or who wants to be a coach and isn't quite sure where the lines are as to what to do. I work also with a lot of people who come saying, I'm creating a new website. What do I need to do to protect this content on the website? Because I'm unique and the, what I'm saying is unique. And I worked really hard on this content. What do I need to have in place so that if someone swipes my content, I can go after them or tell them to take it down and not use it on their website people come to me also for wanting to know what terms do i need what legal terms do i need for my group program or my online course or my self-study program or my supplement line my private supplement line that i'm that i'm um, offering anything related to how do you run your business online or how do you run your medical practice um but in a way that incorporates an online presence they they the most difficult part I think is at the beginning, Vikram, and people are trying to learn how do I separate medicine from coaching. Yes, we know they all deal with keeping the body healthy or helping the body be even healthier. If you take a functional medicine approach, of course, it's helping to create an internal healthy environment, um, helping to, you know, create gut health and brain health and making the body operate more. Optimally, but at the same time, you have to make sure you're not crossing over into diagnosing, treating, preventing, curing, or healing medical diseases, conditions, or issues with people outside of your state or even in your group program. You want to make sure you're keeping it educational and keeping coaching and medicine separate.
0: So, there are people like who I admire, like Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, he yes. is a practicing physician, yeah. And he, I know he has his, his clinics and I know he has probably multiple board, board certifications, but he's and he's in functional medicine but That's he right. seems to be spreading his knowledge through books, through online courses, through platforms in, in such a broad way. And he's calling himself Dr. Mark Hyman. Can you help me explain, like, yes. is, is that okay? Is that what you are you're saying where in the clinic, he's a doctor, but outside he's more of an educator?
1: Yes. And so in the clinic, he's probably working only with patients in the States where he's licensed. The Cleveland Clinic, Massachusetts, the states where he has a medical license, he's working for patients in those states where they're licensed. I I can't promise, but I bet a bazillion dollars he is not crossing state lines to practice medicine. Um, The way that he educates, so anyone can write a book. He can be a doctor and write a book and talk to people about the blood sugar solution. Note he didn't call it the diabetes solution he called it the blood sugar solution because he can educate about how to have a healthy blood sugar levels and what is blood sugar and what impacts blood sugar and what do I need to do to improve my blood sugar? But he's probably saying in the book, and I have it over here, but I just can't remember off the <laughs> top of my head that you need to go to the doctor to talk to your own doctor about your own yeah. blood sugar, right? So you can write a book or speak on stage and and you can call yourself a doctor. You can be on TV and call yourself a doctor. It's just that you're not practicing medicine with patients who are not in your state where you're licensed. That's the distinction. You can be an expert as a doctor and teach material. You just maintain your patient relationship with the patients in the states where you're licensed.
0: Where do you see... Um medicine and telehealth going?
1: So telehealth is a big topic that came up during COVID, as we all know. And I think, unfortunately, it got a little misinterpreted because there were exceptions made during COVID, particularly for primary care physicians and mental health practitioners, as we know, to reach people in neighboring states who perhaps were in rural areas where it would take more time for them to get to their own doctor in their own state. We We were in a panic really, or just sort of a state of not knowing what COVID was and how it spread and think back to the beginning, right? Where we were washing our groceries, right? (laughs) So, it was very scary time and so they were really trying i think to make exceptions to allow people to get medical care as quickly as possible without knowing the full extent of covid so what happened was some states did relax a little bit of licensure laws around that and then also one thing that got a little confusing was hipaa there was a relaxation of hipaa requirements but that's because you know right now um we're, we were working from home. People were working from home because they, unless they did maintain a small medical clinic, but really they most patients weren't coming in to see them. We were doing a lot of virtual um, telemedicine. And the reason they relaxed HIPAA is because if everyone's at home and no one's at work, you might have children walking by or husbands or wives or spouses or partners walking by or whoever walking by, which is technically a HIPAA violation. So we needed to relax that to allow people to actually do their work from home. With the licensure piece, I think it got a little foggy and people thought, oh, this means I can just work with anyone anywhere. But that's not the case. I think it was a really limited exception to allow for access to care for specifically around COVID. It's just that because we're in such an online world now, and it got even smaller during COVID, I think people think, oh, I can just work with anyone anywhere. And that's legally not the case. I always say to my clients, you are free to take whatever level of risk you wish to take in your own business, because you're your own business owner. But legally, I have to tell you that you still can't practice medicine across state lines.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. Do you see um, things changing over the next couple of years as, uh, you know, this, Online presence seems to be the new norm. Like Zoom seems to be a a common way to meet people. and uh, um it, it's it's one of the dominant platforms for at least um, interacting with folks, even patients perhaps.
1: I do think that telemedicine in terms of Zoom or phone or some of these major channels, when you're a practicing physician working with your patient in your state, let's just start with that, I think you can continue to use telemedicine. I don't think that's going to change at all. I think where it gets tricky is people feeling, how can we expand beyond this? And that's where, again, you know, I would recommend going the avenue of becoming a coach and not actually practicing medicine, doing something other than the practice of medicine that's related to health and wellness. Um, but I don't, it, I was just talking to a chiropractic physician about this this morning, actually. I think it could go either way. It's either that the world's going to open up more and we're going to have more physicians, um, states creating like a compact, like they do. I know there's one now, but expanding that or like they do for nursing, which is quite expansive. Or I think it's going to go the other way and they're going to be cracking down on physicians or people who are practicing across state lines. For example, I do know of the case, I'll change the facts a smidge just because she came to me after it happened, but I still have, have a client relationship with her. But she's a doctor who, let's say she's calling herself Dr. Ann, and she's being investigated in the state of Colorado for calling herself Dr. Ann, even though she's saying on her website and her work, I'm a health coach, I'm a health coach, I'm a health coach. But what happened was the state of Colorado said, Wait a minute, but you're calling yourself Dr. Ann, which means you're holding yourself out as a physician in a state where you're not licensed. And you can tell me all over your website that you're doing health coaching, but you are coming and presenting yourself as a doctor. So the first thing I said to her is, Whoa, if you had come to me previously, I would have recommended immediately do not call yourself Dr. Ann you not not. You can always say your medical education, all your any training you've had. You can always you do a CV version of your bio where you have your academic degrees and the institutions you got them from. But you would not want to present yourself as I am a doctor and I'm doing health coaching. That's a huge mistake. I see a lot of people make, and I think they're going to crack down more on that in the future. I think Vikram, actually, than less.
0: Uh, Lisa, what are some of the influences that have really made you? as entrepreneurs, you are as giving and trying to help so many people. And then you yourself are like sort of a health coach in the holistic sense. And you're really trying to help people get healthy. Uh, what's what's been your some of your major influences or mentors or people who really inspired you?
1: Hmm, that is a beautiful question. I don't get asked that very often. Um, some of the first people who really inspired me were my mentors from Health Coach Institute at the time it was called Holistic MBA, which is um, Carrie Peters and Stacey Morganson, who were health coaches themselves, who create a really thriving uh, health coaching business and then a health coach training program. And I think they were the first people who showed me that you can come from a profession that is not directly coaching and you can create a very successful business right most of us from medicine or law or accounting or finance we come down these very traditional paths we're high achieving students we're a students we um are we want to do things correctly we want to do it right we take pride in who we are we take pride in our achievements and i it was very scary initially to go down a path that was not that right there's, yes, there are people who respect coaches, certainly, but there's, it doesn't have the same prestige as being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. So I think initially they showed me how you could be courageous and build your own business and make yourself more visible and be more um, helpful to people even outside of a traditional field. So even though I do wear an attorney hat and help people with LLCs and trademarks and things that are very legal. I also have the coaching hat where I help people not be afraid of the legal parts of their business, use DIY legal templates and get those documents in place. So they really influenced me at the start. And I will say honestly, in particular, that they were young women at the time that they did it.
0: That's awesome. What's the impact you want to have on the world?
1: These are big questions. Okay. (laughs) So um, first of all, I just want to acknowledge that I think we all make an impact on the world, whether it's large or small in the work that we do. If we're coming, as you emphasize, from a place of service, a place from our hearts where we're really trying to help people improve their lives, it's really important to me to empower those of us who care about the health and wellness industry and care about people and their health and their wellness to be able to make money, have a successful business, have the life that we want to live, have the five freedoms you talked about, to be able to work differently differently but legally to help people because there are so many people out there who need your expertise all the people's listening expertise the way the the support of people to become healthier in this crazy world we're living in so my impact on the world is that i, I want to help those practitioners be able to build the life and the business that they want so that they can help other people get healthier and happier and live a beautiful life
0: that's awesome you want to help the healers baby
1: help the healers <laughs> that's right that's, That's great. Right. That's
0: great. Any any uh, books that have really just just provided so much insight in the last couple of years for you that you want to share yeah. with our audience?
1: One of the things we haven't mentioned, but um, I do align legal steps with the chakras, which is very unusual for a lawyer because I believe the law protects you in practical ways like contracts and disclaimers and trademarks, but it also protects you energetically or it aligns with you energetically to create um, what I would call just a higher vibe in the world. Uh, Everyone has different languaging, but I speak in energetic frequency often. And so the book that really made a huge difference to me years ago, Vikram, was the book Anatomy of the Spirit by Dr. Caroline Meese. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that book. But it did um, talk about how physical uh, ailments in the body can align with the chakra and also align with a particular emotional issue. And to me, that was fascinating. So that if you work on an emotional issue in your body, it can literally potentially correlate to a physical issue in your body and align with a particular chakra. So for example, in your field of cardiology, sometimes if people um, who have heart issues may, I'm not saying if they do, but they may have unresolved grief or unresolved heartache, that they haven't fully processed on the emotional side, which shows up physically in their heart, in the physical body. Now, not every doctor has this philosophy and not every person has this philosophy, but for me, the con- the combination of the emotional, the energetic and the physical is completely fascinating.
0: I love how you uh, broke that down. And I love the fact that you've embraced the right side of your brain and the left side of your brain very cohesively. So-
1: Well, I'm a Gemini, so I have both. Um, I guess it's just uh. in my blood.
0: So, So Lisa, I know- probably you're going to have a lot of interest in people wanting to follow up with you and try to like get in touch with you because I'm sure they have questions on their specific situations. What's a good way for them to maybe get a hold of you and maybe work with you?
1: Absolutely. They are welcome to just send an email to clientlove at lisafraley.com. And one of the things that you can do is actually um, have a free 20 minute legal chat. This is our version of gathering some more information from you to see if we can help. Right. We have to make sure we're the right lawyer for you. We want to make sure we can point you to the right resources. Um, But it's a way for you to share more information and for us to see if we're able to help you with a legal solution like a DIY legal template, a trademark, um, a copyright, whatever it is that you might need, or whether we need to refer you elsewhere. But free 20 minute legal chats. We do a gazillion a month. And we're more than happy to share that time with you for free. It's completely free. Um, It's not intended to sell you anything. It's just a free legal conversation um, so that you don't have to pay to ask a lawyer your basic questions.
0: That's awesome. Guys, this is, you know, this is the person you want to speak to. I've used her in the past. Thank you so much, Lisa. That was a wealth of wisdom you shared with our our audience. And guys, all this information will be in the show notes. So please check it out. Guys, until next time, be phenomenal thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit vikramraya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.